in Ephesians chapter 5, 15-17, the Apostle Paul is addressing us, the believers. And you are the believers, right? Feedback, please. Hello. Yes. We are the believers. And the Apostle Paul says, You believers, therefore, said, Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Right away, he gives you two options. Either you're wise or unwise. 16. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, the Bible says the present days are what? The present days are what? Evil. Maybe those of you who did not at once reply may not agree right away that the present days are evil. But that's what the Bible says, by the way. The Bible says it. God says it. So it is. The present days are evil. My question is, do you agree or disagree? Now, I want you to discuss this with the person next to you right now. I'll give you maybe three minutes. If you agree that the present days are evil, okay? Can you go through and discuss this, please? I want some level of noise here, okay? Uh, Leon, can you talk to Jojo, okay? <laughs> Please, I'm not telling you to tell your neighbor you're evil, okay? I wish we had the whole day, huh? People are debating already. Okay. How many of you here agree, based on your discussion and based on the way that you were convinced by the person next to you, that the present days today are evil? Okay. Wow. That's about 60, 70%. And, you know, I will assume that those of you who did not raise your hand, you don't care. Okay. Or you don't agree that the present days are evil because, hey, I'm having a grand time of my life here in this world. What are you talking about? You know, I'm okay. The present days are not evil. What are you talking about? Hey, if the present days are evil, you will be impacted by these days, either positively or negatively. That's you with the same half face. One is evil, the other one is good. Depends on how you react to the present situation. Right, Cleveland? Yeah. yeah. Right. If the present days are evil indeed, how have you walked in the face of these evil days? How? Have you been foolish or wise? You know, how does one become wise versus foolish in these evil present days? Those of you who said that these days are evil, 
you probably have seen something of the world that impacted you adversely and you said, oh, nothing is happening good to me in this world and this world is really like oppressing me. But those of you who are really blessed in this world, you'd say, no, we're okay, we're good. We're in the U.S. of A, okay? Everything here in the States is good. Right, Ray? Better than Japan, right? Oh, Ray said, no, 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 no. Japan is better, he said, okay? You know, remember, remember, guys, the message of Pastor Peter last week entitled, only one person was listening to the message. I will report to Pastor Peter, okay? The message of Pastor Peter last week was what? Follow Jesus, right? And he said, you either a follower of Jesus or you're not. Clearly. He offers you one thing. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If you respond to that, then you're a follower of Jesus. And he said something. If you're a follower of Jesus, hey, you will be found. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, you will be lost. Ooh, that was hard. I mean, I was, that was a very simple message, but it gives you two choices. It's like, if you're lost, sorry, you're being foolish and unwise. But if you're found, well, maybe because you responded in a wise way in these present and evil days. Does that make sense to you? Are you lost or are you found? The world, especially the U.S. of A, is so lovable, right? You know, many of you, <laughs> Ray doesn't agree, okay? But for us Filipinos, Ray, believe me, where we came from, there's a lot of traffic, okay? And, you know, there's a, it's hot, okay? And there's a lot, well, you know, if you go to the beach, yes, to the province, but, you know, overall, you know, uh, when you come from the Philippines to the U.S. of A, you don't want to go home anymore. And if you're a tourist, you will be TNT, okay? You know, you, 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 won't come, you won't come home because, you know, the U.S. of A is so lovable. The American dream is so reachable, right? To have a home, to have a lovely wife, to have kids, to have a job. Wow. I mean, I love that. And many people love that. And they fall in love with the world. But it, as good as it looks, what does the Bible say? The present days are evil. So walk, walk wisely. Be sure that you are not deceived by the present world. Many people love the world. They love the world, okay? I love the world, especially when I am in the golf courses. I love the world. I forget about Sunday, okay? No, but, but that's us. That's our nature, right? And, and, and the American dream is there for us to reach, and it's good to us. With the attractiveness of the world, if you're not careful out there, you can be lost. You can be lost. You know, in fact, it's like this. The American dream is not a handout, by the way. You gotta work for it. And how many of you have two jobs? How many of you can, oops, I saw somebody go like this, okay? How many, of you, how many of you spend so much time that you don't even have time to worship God on a Sunday because you are pursuing the American dream, which you thought will be handed out to you, but actually it's not being handed out to you. You have to what? Work for it, right? You have to work for it, and it's not a handout. 
And the warning is this. Many of us unknowingly become lustful of the goodness of the world. 1 John 2.16, because this is again the Bible talking. Because all that is in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the arrogance produced by material possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. You see that? And I'm not surprised. And then there's another passage which shocks me even more. When I was just a, a new beginner, a believer, I, I, I refused to accept this in a Bible study. You know, the Bible says in 1 John 5, 19, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Huh? Really? Even America? Oh, yeah. The world? Yeah. Hey, look at what's happening to the world today. ISIS. ISIS. You know what's going on? ISIS. The Middle East. There's a lot of things happening today. And I see the biblical ooh, story unfolding. Right, Pastor Insong? Yeah. Israel is right in the middle of it. The USA and everybody else. And you know where this thing is headed. The whole world lies in the power of the evil one. No wonder the present days in this world are evil. And if you're sitting here and you don't believe it yet, well, this is for you. This message is for you. And I want you to realize that you have a choice to be either wise or foolish. Have you been foolish or wise? The Bible asks. How does one become wise and not foolish in these evil present days? Ephesians 5.17 says, So then, do not be foolish. Ah, this is the key. If you want to be wise and not foolish, here is the answer. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Napaka-simple. Uh, in uh, Tagalog, or in English, Ray, very simple. Okay. My English is limited because uh, there are uh, Americans uh, here, okay? Real Americans. <laughs> Once upon a time, it was only Cleveland. Now we have two. Right? And you know, Pastor, your English will be practiced too pretty soon when all of these young girls will marry blondes, okay? Anyway, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot know what the will of God is unless you know Him. You understand what I'm talking about? That's why we have started this series all over again. We would like us to know God. Not just hear or about God intellectually, but hear and experientially. Experientially means you have seen God work in you, through you, and for you in your real life where you stand, where you are right now. That is knowing God. And unless you know God, you will never bother about His will. God? Oh yeah, that's fine. Do you know His will? It doesn't matter. I'm fine. You know, see, guys, if your attitude is like that, the Bible says clearly, you will be foolish and not wise. Remember this triangle? Pastor Peter kept showing this. You know, God's heart, that God of the universe who created everything, His heart is to bless us. He wants to bless us. 
Just like you, parents, you would like to bless your kids, don't you? You will do everything possible to bless your kids. I know that. I'm a parent. And God is the same. And you know what the formula is? It's a triangle. God is there, and below is faith and obedience. You have to believe in him enough to do as he says. And that's why here it says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I will bless you all the days of your life. You see the connection? And this morning, I'd like to tweak it a bit and call it God's triangle of wisdom. It's the same. If you want to have wisdom, have faith and obey, and wisdom will follow. No difference. But you cannot have faith and obedience, trust me, unless there's knowledge, deep knowledge, experiential knowledge of the living God. So, this morning, that was just the intro, okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about knowing God, the series. And, you know, some people memorized this already. Um, I know they've memorized this. In Daniel 11.32b says, But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. If you're turning 60 like me and you're lacking in strength, the formula is to keep knowing God. <laughs> the formula is to keep knowing God because the promise of knowing God deeper and deeper experientially, not just intellectually, is that you will be a man of action and you will be strong. Do you like that? Even if you're confronted with a bombarding evil world, you know what the Bible says? If you know your God, you will still be wise enough to act and be strong in your decisions. I love that. And that's a promise for those who know God. We started this. Pastor Insong talked about knowing God through prayer, one and two. You know, and it taught you that God answers prayers. God is able to hear you. And God will be able to meet your needs so long as you come to him in humility and in prayer. And then this morning, I'd like to talk about God's power. You like that? I like that. God's power is almighty. I think many of you know this already. In the back of your mind, that's why I call him God. I know he's almighty and powerful. Yeah. But my question to you, if you really know that God is almighty and powerful, how do you respond to that? If you're not responding properly, okay, to the knowledge that God is almighty and powerful, then I submit to you in my humble, humble opinion that you don't know your God. So, I'd like you to stand up and let's read scriptures, okay? And I would like us to revisit the story of the Israelites being moved out of slavery from Egypt into the promised land. And let's pick it up from Exodus chapter 5, verse 17. And let's read together. Pharaoh said, Lazy, that's what you are. Lazy, that's why you keep saying, Let us go and sacrifice to 
Let's pray. God, thank you for being God. You are God from the very beginning. Since time eternal and will be God till the eternity future. Lord, help us to know you deeper today. And more importantly, Lord, respond properly. Help us to see how people in the past, over and over again, responded to you out of ignorance. And likewise, responded to you because of deep knowledge of you. And Father, help us to see where we ought to be, foolish or wise. Lord, guide us to where you want us to be because of knowing who you really are, your power, almighty, almighty. We commit this time to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. But Moses said to the Lord, If the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me, since I speak with a faltering lips? Oh, naman. <laughs> you know, uh, there, is, there was an expression of doubt, wasn't it? Here is Moses. Okay, God spoke to him already and told him what to do. Details of how powerful he is and how he will deliver and address his problems. And he said, go, tell Pharaoh. And what was Moses' response? Uh, if the Israelites won't even listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me? There was doubt, wasn't it? It's a clear picture that this Moses who became a great man after all, if you see the story, initially did not know his God, right? But you know the story. Eventually, he became deeper and deeper intimate with God, and he understood who this God really is, and the whole story changed. But what about us today? Are you also facing a lot of doubts because of the way the world has been dealing with you, June, right? You know, if, you, if you're facing a situation where, you know, you don't seem to be where God, where you want yourself to be, and you're telling God, God, what's happening to me? Why am I here and why am I not there? I'm supposed to be there, but how come I'm, 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 just, I'm just rotting here? You know, you're confused, you're lost, you're perplexed, you're disoriented and bewildered. You know, this message is for you today because God's power is almighty. If God's power is almighty and your situation is that of doubt, perplexed, lost, hey, there's a solution. And it's a question of whether you believe it or not. Question is this, God's power is almighty. Is it for you or against you? Depends on your response. You know that God is powerful. The question is, is it for you or against you? Depends on your response. God is almighty. Know that. 
respond properly and he will be for you and not against you. So there is a proper response. And the proper response this morning is called SSS, okay? In the Philippines, SSS stands for Social Security System, okay? And it's a source of hope, isn't it? It's not too much, okay? By the way, I worked 30 years in the Philippines, so when I reach 60, oh, 60, I'm 60, I will be entitled to get 800 pesos, okay? That's a lot of money, man, okay? But nonetheless, okay, it is money, right? It's SSS. So this morning, we're going to talk about, okay, God is almighty indeed, and we will revisit the account in Exodus 5 and 6. I call it the Emancipation Proclamation of the Israelites, all right? I have just taken my U.S. citizenship test, and I know the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, okay? That's why I call Exodus the Emancipation Proclamation of the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. And the characters are Moses, the Israelites, who are before Pharaoh in Egypt, okay? So the story is that, sorry, here is Moses before Pharaoh, and he said to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness, okay? Can you imagine the picture? Moses was um, asked by God to do a job of bringing out the people. He saw the problems of the Egyptians, oh, sorry, the Israelites, and he said, go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, okay? And then Pharaoh, of course, was not about to give up, and he said, who is this Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? And you know what's the response of Pharaoh? I do not know the Lord, he said, and I will not let Israel go. So if you, know, if you don't know God, ugh, you will not even listen to what God is talking about. Right? God has been telling us many things, by the way. You know, if you've read your Bible, if, you're, if you've been a follower of Christ for a long, long time, Jesus Christ has been speaking to us many things and is telling us many things like, let go of this vice. Oops, okay. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Why should I let, why should I stop? I don't know God. Okay, what did you say? Stop, you said stop golf, okay. You know, this church is really a free church. Okay? They are free to hit back anytime. Okay. Yes, I know my God. And my God told me play golf. Because when you're playing golf, you can share the gospel. Huh? Okay. Pharaoh said, I will not let the people go because I don't know them. Period. I don't know your God. So I will not bother. And so he said, he even gave a command. Because you're insisting and you guys are lazy, he said, you are no longer, he told the, the slave masters, you are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw. 
but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. You know, what did, what did Pharaoh do? You know, he, he even made the world more difficult for the Israelites because of, because of that, the request of Moses. And so what did Moses do? Mo Moses, being a crybaby, said, Why, Lord, have you brought trouble on these people? Is this why you have sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on these people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Was he whining or was he whining? He was grumbling, right? If you're grumbling, does that tell you that you know your God? Hmm. Doubting, right? He was doubting. He was already doubting. And you know, because God is a God who is in control of everything and he knows, so what did he do? He responded to Moses, let me fix this guy's problem. This guy doesn't know me. Let me, let me first show him who I am, okay? And many times God is talking to us that way, isn't he? You know, many times we are doubting God, but God is sending you people already around you to tell you that he is there for you, but you keep ignoring it. Your discipler is calling you and asking you, and you say, I'm busy. I'm doing something else. Next time na lang. Okay? Right? And you know, God responded according to who he is. He is God. He is almighty. In Exodus 6 verse 1, he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Ooh, very clear. Hmm. Because of my what? Mighty. Mighty hand, he will let them go. I don't care about Pharaoh. You know, by the way, did you know who Pharaoh was? And you know what Egypt was then? It's like the U.S. of A today. The most powerful country in the world. And it's like, Pastor in song talking to Obama. Let us worship in Pasadena. Okay? And then, and then, and then, Mr. Obama said, no. It is only for the real Americans. Okay? So, Pastor in song went to God. God, what have you done? Ever since you brought me these Filipinos in Pasadena, you know, you're... And then, Pastor in song kept quiet and God said, in song, because of my mighty hand, Obama <laughs> will let you worship in Pasadena. Or something like that. You see what I'm saying? He will let them go because of my mighty hand. He will drive them out of this country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. You know, this is key. I'm highlighting it in blue because these are the very things that we need to know to respond properly to who God is, God's almighty power. I am the Lord. And you know what that is in Hebrew? It says Yahweh. You know, the translation says, I am who I am. But you know, I'd rather put it this way. Hey, I am, I am. You know what that means? Even before everything was created, I was there already. What are you talking about? Who is this Pharaoh? Who is this Obama? Oh, oh, by the way, I created them, right? Ah, so I can easily eliminate them, right? And that's exactly what he's saying. Hey, before Pharaoh, I am. Guys, before your problems, 
Whoever your problem is, if it's your spouse, I am. Matawa si Ian, no? Right? I am. And then he said, oh, you know, oh yeah, I remember. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. I did not tell them I am. See the difference? The first time God appeared to Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, he did not introduce himself as I am, I am. He just told them, I am God Almighty. Ooh, as if God Almighty is not enough. You know what God Almighty means? El Shaddai. God's great in power. And he said, that's how your fathers knew me. I am great in power. But I'm telling you now, Moses, in addition to great in power, El Shaddai, I am. And you better know that I am just not a God who claims I have great power. I am the God who started all. And he said, but my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. Ooh, here you are. That's why. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan where they resided as foreigners. He's a Yahweh who keeps his promises. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Yahweh who sees everything past, present, and future. I will repeat that. You have a God who has seen everything. He has seen the past. He sees where you are right now. And he sees what your future will be. And we don't know that, but he knows. Question is, do you believe that? The question is, do you know him enough to say, yes, I will trust whatever you have for me. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out under the yoke of the Egyptians, I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and mighty acts of judgment. Can you, can you feel the power right here? You know, God is telling Moses, hey, can't you see it? I am powerful. So powerful, you have no clue what I'm going to do to you. Right? And this is what I want you to feel right now. I want you to put yourselves in that scenario where people are hopeless they're, they're running out of things to do or to, to, to get to. But Moses said to God, God, help us. And God says, hey, I am. I am. And I can handle your problems. I will take you as my people, my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord. See that? You will know that I am the Lord who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. You know, God is just laying it down. This is what's going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. Right? No questions. And I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. He repeats that again. I am the Lord. The Mo Moses reported this to the Israelites. But look at, look at the Israelites. They did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. Aren't we many times like that? We have been so pounded by this world. Those of you who are really hurting and those of you who are blessed, praise God for you. You know, those of you who are blessed right now, I want you to stay on course. Just know what to do. Don't be foolish. Be wise. Okay? Keep knowing God because 
you will stay in that position for so long as you remain wise. But if you become foolish and start pursuing the other things, then you can become like most of the people who are blind, lost, and are foolish. He said, go tell Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses, go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of his country. But then again, Moses said, if, Israel, if Israel, the Israelites will not listen, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Doubt, doubt, doubt. You know, why was he doubting? I don't know. But here is what was God trying to say to Moses. I am Yahweh and I am El Shaddai. And this is what I want you to get this morning so that you will respond properly to the power of the Almighty God. What was God trying to say to Moses? Here is what he's trying to say. That he is so mighty and powerful. More powerful than any created power because he is the maker and creator of all. Pharaohs included. That's what he's trying to say. And in Genesis, the start of the Bible is already very clear. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know? It's not even begging the question or, you know, is God really for real? No. It goes straight to the point. There is a God and this God created everything in the heavens and in the earth. The question for us this morning is, do you believe that? Do you know that? And until, until you really get that into your heart and know that this El Shaddai is powerful and is Yahweh, then we will not respond properly. So, if God is El Shaddai, it means what? Number one, God Almighty cannot be stopped from completing His plans and purposes. Amen? Amen. He has plans and purposes for you. Do you know that? Uh, not so clear. Okay? That's why I want you to open your Bible. And if you don't know it, come see us. Right? We will show you through discipleship on what God's purpose and plan is for you. And that's going to happen. But... The fact remains, if he is El Shaddai and Yahweh, you cannot stop him. His plan will happen whether you like it or not. Because he's God and you're not. Daniel 4.35, it says, All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can ward off his hand. How powerful is that? Guys, how powerful is that? Say amen, please. Amen. amen. If God wants it done, done deal. Case closed. Argument won. No questions, right? Simply, no power in the universe can stop the, alti the almighty power of Yahweh. What else does it mean? Number two, God Almighty does whatever and however he pleases. You understand me? You know, don't say, God, why did, you, why did you allow me to marry this clown? Okay. Right? But before, this clown was the most handsome person in the world. Right, Grace? <laughs> you know, but this clown is getting slimmer. <laughs> you know, when I was wearing my pants this morning, 30, 30, 30. <laughs> my belt look, oh. No, cannot hold anymore. Okay. You know why? 
because I started listening to what God says. You know, you're old, start eating right. And you know, there's, you know, those guys there at the back, Ludet and Manman, they keep telling me, Pastor, marumi. So, you know, I said, ooh, I have better listen, okay? That's God's plan for me, so I better do it. If I oppose it, I'm gonna go crazy. Whatever God does, okay, He does it according to His timing, and He does whatever and however He pleases. You better know that. Psalm 115 verse 3, But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever He pleases. Because if you can ward off His hand to make Him stop what He's doing, then He's no God. Right? He's no God. Ulrich, He wants to bless you. Alvin, He wants to bless you. I'm talking to the golfers, okay? Because they keep losing to me, okay? Joke, okay, joke. Isaiah 4, to 6, verse 9 to 10. Remember the former things of long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. Guys, this God is powerful. This God is the only one. This God is almighty. You better accept it because if you don't, you will either be foolish or wise. I'd rather be wise because I am on the right side. God Almighty does whatever and however He pleases. Isaiah 46 verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning, from the ancient things, times, things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established and my will and I will accomplish my good pleasure. This is your God who has a good plan for you, who loves you, who's faithful to you. And if he says he will accomplish his plans for you, I love it. Do you love that? I love it. I have hope. And this is for all of us. God Almighty can do whatever he pleases. Ultimately, the only thing that determines what he will accomplish and what he won't is his own will. The question is this, do we know God enough to know His will? And if you know His will, oh, believe me, you will be excited. You know, this world is going, even, even if it's under the power of the evil one, and even if it's evil, believe me, you have a way to overcome it because God is with you and your God is powerful and almighty and He will do what He says He will do for you, which is good. Amen? El Shaddai, Yahweh, means what? Number three, God Almighty is superior to all and any other powers. You know, I am repeating this to you because I know you know this already, but I'm just trying to paint the whole picture all over again so that it will become alive in your senses and not to be able to say, what do I do now? Let me remind you that this God is more powerful than any other power because He is, He said, I am. You know, who can create sunrise and who can create nature like this? Can Obama create this one? Can Pharaoh create this one? Can your pastors who are good create this one? No. I had to say they're good, okay? okay? No, they cannot. Only God can, okay? What about, can he make the sunrise like this? You know? Have you seen this kind of sunrise in Manila Bay, Ray? Oh, you haven't been to Manila, I'm sorry, okay? Oh, you have, okay? Um, he, he is a gospel uh, singer, right? And he will sing after the worship service. I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, you know, 
The heavens. How, how, many, how many of you can put a deeper, a big deeper up there? Right? Only God can. Right? One of these days, I think God will demonstrate his power by showing a driver, a golf club driver up there. Okay? <laughs> Something like that. How many of you know someone who can create this fetus? Right? And form it in the womb of a mom. No one. Only a powerful God can do this. I'm trying to show you the obvious already. I'm trying to make, remind you what is there, but we have been taking for granted. Because I want to lead you to the most important thing, which is how you will respond to this great God. God is almighty. Now that you know this, I want you to respond. Respond properly, not the wrong way. Respond properly so that he will be for you and not against you. You are either with God or against God. There's no choice. She is with God. She's reminding us that she is with God. Look at the people who were against God. What happened to Pharaoh? Huh. Pharaoh was destroyed, believe me. He was left in the middle of the Red Sea together with his what? Warriors. Was he powerful? It's like, it's like the US of A army, the most powerful army in the world, being drowned in the Red Sea too. Right, Ray? That's pow how powerful God is. Because Pharaoh opposed God, then you suffer the consequences. Oh, by the way, even the Israelites, most of them, because they were grumbling and complaining, they all died in the wilderness, by the way, because they did not believe God. Only two survived, okay? Caleb and Joshua, okay? And the next generation, they were taught to believe in this God because if they don't believe, the same thing will happen to them. You know what I'm saying? And so, as you are staring at me right now, the same thing can happen to us, to you. You can perish if you go against God. Because God has a purpose and his purpose will be accomplished. Either you're for him or against him. Either you follow him or you don't. Either you're lost or you're found. I'd rather be found. I'd rather be here on this side where God is so powerful. God is almighty. Respond properly. That's just the second introduction. <laughs> okay, I have 15 minutes to finish this. Okay. S, surrender in humility. That's how you respond properly. If you know that there is a great and powerful God, the first S stands for what? Surrender in humility. Surrender in humility. If you're a proud person and you think you're bigger than God and you think you can control God, and let God twist God's arm to make God bless you, you're wrong. The first thing that you have to do is to say, Lord, you are God. You're so almighty. Even the greatest power in this world bow to you. Who am I? I'm here to bow down to you. You know, John MacArthur, okay, defined or uh, described humility this way. Humility is the attitude that you are not too good to serve others, that you are not too great to handle tasks that sin below you. You know, many times we think that we're too good. We're too good. We're better than, I'm better than you. So you better serve me than I serving you. You know, so many times we do that to God. God, 
I'm better than you, actually. You know, I've accomplished many things. I look at, look at my track record. You know, if you're not careful, believe me, unknowingly, you're doing that. And as a result, you are going against God. Here are the synonyms of humility. The synonyms of humility, and I don't like them. <laughs> okay? Can you look at shyness? Who likes a shy guy? Right? Abasement, bashful, demure, self-abasement, docility. I don't even know this. Loneliness, meekness, mortification. These are all words that describe what? Emptying yourself and you're nobody. And you know, that's what God wants you to be. If you are to respond properly to God, he said, surrender in humility. Even, see, even Jesus responded to God in humility. Ha. <laughs> here, 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 this is what I like. If Jesus is who we should follow, and we call ourselves believers and followers of Jesus, if Jesus himself responded properly to God in humility, who are we not to respond to God in humility? You know? Look at Luke 22, verse 27. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? And look at what Jesus says. I am among you as the one who serves. How humble is that? And I can go on. John 5, 19. Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. Jesus is so humble. I'm nobody. I'm just following dad. But, you know, many times we are the opposite. God is telling us to humble ourselves, yet we insist on what we want because we think we know better than God. And then in John 5.30 says, I can do nothing on my own initiative because I do not seek my own, but, will, but the will of the him who sent me. That's humility. John 17.16. I'm showing you verses upon verses showing that Jesus is humble. So Jesus answered, and answered them and said, my teaching is not mine, but him who sent me. Is that humble or is that humble? That's humble. And then John 8.50, but I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. John 14.10, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does the work. Ergo, the Apostle Paul appointed or the Apostle Paul pointed to Jesus as humility embodied. You know what I'm saying? The Apostle Paul, being convinced of how humble Jesus is, pointed to Jesus as the embodiment, the example, the human example of humility. And we ought to copy that to properly respond to a great and almighty powerful God. He said, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but for the interest of others. Do you like that? You know, who? Cleveland, you're looking at uh, Malu. All right? All right? Uh, I, I can see you saying to Malu, Malu, you better listen to that, okay? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, Cleveland, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard Malu as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your interests or for the interests of Malu, okay? See, that's humility. And that's what God wants us to do to everyone and to everything we are faced with. Have this attitude in yourself, which is also in Christ Jesus, he said, who although existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, 
but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. You see, Jesus, he's God. He did not claim deity as his. In fact, he let it go. He emptied himself. He became a slave. Can we do that? Can we take a look at our, our, our lives and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm nobody. I'm empty now. Use me. You know, when you, your attitude and your respond to a great and mighty God is like that, he will begin to use you and make you into a powerful tool you've never seen before. Not because of your own power, but because of the power of the living almighty Yahweh El Shaddai. So that's number one, surrender in humility because Jesus himself surrendered in humility. What's number two? Sunod at hintay ka na lang. Okay. Okay. Uh, American friends, I don't know how to translate this, okay? Follow and relax, relax ka lang. Okay. Sumunod ka na lang. Maghintay ka, Brad. Okay? Sumunod ka na lang, maghintay ka. You know, Philippians 2, 7 and 8. Remember? Paul said, Have this attitude in yourself which was also in Christ Jesus, who although existed as God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. In other words, Jesus humbled himself. No question. Even if he could be God, he humbled himself. He even died on the cross. And then, because sumunod lang siya, at naghintay lang siya, okay? Look at the promise. For this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, those who are in heaven and on earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Wow! What did God do to Jesus? He elevated Jesus and exalted Jesus according to his power and according to his plan. And you know what? He can do the same thing to you and to me. If you believe, if you believe, and if you surrender in humility to God. This is one verse I'd like you to memorize. Sumunod ka na lang. Hintay ka lang. Okay? And all of you, he said, all of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, I'm very humble. My wife is grace. Okay? Right. And God is not done yet. Okay, look at this. He said, therefore, humble yourselves. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand. Under I am. Sabi niya that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Amen. If that's the case, can you not just sumunod and wait? <laughs> you know, I would be relaxed. Susunod na lang ako, maghihintay na lang ako because God will meet me as he promised. But many of us cannot. I want it now, Lord. I want it now. It's so long. I'm 45 years old. And I'm still single. Okay? There is this handsome guy who's there. Okay, but you tell me not because he's not a Christian or a follower. God, this is wrong. Yeah, you can't wait. 
So if you can't wait, can God exalt you? No. If you can't wait, you're proud, right? Right? Because you want it now. But if you can wait, then you're humble. And you know what the promise of God is? He will exalt you at the proper time. And His timing is never late. It's always perfect. And you know what? Because you know He will bless you, you can cast all your cares on Him. You can cast all of your worries on Him right now. Ulrich, if you're worried about Beb, cast Beb to God. God will exalt and glorify those who are His. Romans 8, 28, 29. I keep on repeating and repeating this because this is God's promise and will for us. For we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image and likeness of His Son so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. And I like verse 30. And those whom He predestined, He called. Those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He glorified. You know what I'm saying? He will exalt you guys. At the proper time, if you are humble and surrendered to his almighty power. All right? So the last S is what? Sandal ka lang sa kanya, Brad. Sandal ka lang sa kanya. Okay? Sandal ka lang sa kanya. Okay? What are your concerns and cares today? Okay. Look at me. Are you stuck? Are you stuck in a low-paying, boring job with no prospect in the horizon? Brad, sandal ka lang sa kanya. Alam niya yung nangyayari. You have a crashing debt and pretty soon you'll lose your house because of financial mismanagement. That's me. May you lose your home and other assets soon. It's okay. Sandal ka lang sa kanya, Brad, because he's almighty and powerful. You're stuck with a problematic spouse. Oh, don't look at your spouse right now, please. Okay, sandal ka lang sa kanya. Okay, sandal ka lang sa kanya. Unreasonable parents, oh, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, the, the, the parents of Nate Miguel, they celebrate their 41st anniversary, okay? And Nate, I understand, gave a, a uh, tribute to them, uh, you know, because his parents are reasonable, not unreasonable, okay? So those of you whose parents are unreasonable, you attend the Bible study and we will teach you how to make your parents reasonable. Okay? Okay. Where is God in all these crushing cares and concerns? Where? It's right here in our midst. And I'd like to play a video right now to show you. And I'm going to end...
a big hand. Our God is great indeed. But this world today is evil. There is evil, there's good. You can choose to be wise or to be foolish. If you respond properly in humility, surrender, sunod ka lang, sandal ka lang, then you will be wise. It may not seem right today because the majority of the people out there are for the other side. And let me encourage you, be wise. Be wise. It's better to lose on the side that is going to win than be foolish than to win on the side that is going to lose. We know who's going to win. Who's going to win? Almighty God, because He is God and He will win because He is powerful enough to make it not enough. So powerful to make sure that that will happen. No, God is almighty. Respond properly. Surrender in humility to Him. Wait faithfully and obediently for His deliverance and exaltation of you. He will exalt you and He will deliver you. He promised that. And then make His almighty power your refuge and your hope in this evil and godless world. And He will be for you and not against you.